Deb's coming. Yeah. Tim and Debs, we really, as church, we want to honour you two for all your love and passion and time and commitment that you put in. And uh, as as you know, the leadership, um, there's a core leadership team, and, and Tim and Debs are a crucial, absolutely crucial part. And as you know, they pour their hearts especially into children and um, families. And as we listen this morning, please, let's just let our, our hearts really be open to what um, they're going to share, um, because it's not their responsibility. <laughs> it's our responsibility for the whole thing that's going on here. I'm going to say that again. It's not their responsibility. It's our responsibility. So please really encourage them by, um, by listening and having open hearts. We just bless you. So Father, thank you for Tim and Debs. Thank you that their testimony that in the storm you are with them, and that you are making them stand and be more than conquerors through you, Lord Jesus. And we bless you both in Jesus' name, just to and know that you are truly loved and we are truly blessed. And we just bless you just to speak from your hearts and just to know the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Father, as church, help us to receive your word with gladness and to act on it in Jesus' name. Just before Deb starts, it's funny. Some weeks I go down the other end and I think it'd be lovely to stay in the main service and hear somebody bring the word. So this morning I'm thinking, heckers, how did it ever get to this? <laughs> Help! Yeah. Um, can we just put up the PowerPoint, please? Just that's it. Okay. So, yeah, as um, Alistair, Karen and Brian have already shared um, their sort of area um, of overseeing in the lighthouse, um, Tim and I, um, our responsibilities are for kids, youth and families. You know, we have the most amazing team doing all sorts of wonderful things. And I don't really want to concentrate on the kids and youth words today but family because that's what we are whether we're just born or whether we're at the end of life we are all part of family and as um, Alistair's just said it's not our responsibility but it's our responsibility if you consider yourself to be part of the lighthouse church then you have a responsibility to each one of your fellow brothers and sisters, whether they're babies or whether they're adults. So, yeah, I just want to leave that up there so that you can see the people that are doing the most amazing things that most of them, they're unsung heroes because they just plough on and they just do it with a heart of love and you don't necessarily see them or hear about them. But there we go. So that's, that's that. So, yeah. So if there was a title, it would be We Are Family. So you've heard from Alastair and Karen and Bry, as I've said. Oh, and Sam. Sorry, Sam. Sorry. Missed that one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, it w I'm sure it was exceptionally good. <laughs> Sorry I missed it, my lovely. I will catch up on the uh, down the 
podcast. Thank you. Um, so family is key to the lighthouse. It's in the title, the lighthouse family church. So what is family? Come on, tell me. What is family? Sense of belonging together. Identity. Loving. Oh, dear. If I said this to the kids, I'm sure they'd be shouting at me and they'd all be falling over each other. Come on. Sorry, somebody said caring. Sharing life together. Okay, so... This is what the dictionary says. Oh, actually, it's Wikipedia, but there you go. Uh, You can't always believe Wikipedia, can you? Family is a group of people joined together by birth, marriage, or other relationship or co-residence. If we are in relationship, we are family. That's what family is. All are included as family, from the youngest to the oldest, all colours, all classes, and both sexes. Um, Just a little bit of our history. When we arrived in the Lighthouse in 2007, we came out of quite um, a turbulent time in our previous church. So we thought that we would join a church in our community. It wasn't obvious what church that was, Um, But because we were seeing Phil and Av at the time, um, they said, oh, come along to the lighthouse. So we thought, yeah, okay, we'll come along. We're just, we're passing through. We'll just just come along so that we're going to church and having fellowship. And then one day we were sat at a table in the English block in Litchett Minster School. And Heather was sat at our table and we were just generally chatting. And then there was one phrase that came out of Heather's mouth that cemented it for us to be here. And that was, children are always welcome, unless we specifically say otherwise. So it doesn't matter what the occasion, what the event, children are always welcome. And at the time, we had two young boys. So their spiritual health and their community well-being was really important to us. So we realised that if this was the culture of the Lighthouse Church, why would we not want to be a part of it? Where our kids are honoured, whether they have a voice, and that they're loved and they're included. So, how many years later? (laughs) We're we're here. And a couple of years ago, um, Tim and I both felt that we had to make a public declaration of our commitment to the Lighthouse and to Phil and Heather in particular. So we stood up and we made a covenant, just as Ruth did with Naomi. Your God is my God. Where you go, I go. Because we really felt that we had to make that public declaration that we were in it for the long haul. We weren't just passing through, that we were committed to these guys as our senior leaders, but that commitment was to the whole church, to the whole church family. You know, and as kids and youth workers, if you have kids here, please know that your kids are as important to us as our own. 
That's why Tim bangs on about safeguarding. That's why we are really, really strict about who we have in our kids' work. Because their safety is paramount. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm going off piste a bit, but hey, never mind. So, um, I wonder, how many of you here have uh, attended a newcomer's lunch? Okay. So, there are still some who haven't. I'd encourage you to join, to go and along to a newcomer's lunch, because there you will find out the history of the church, you know, and history, his story. His story just wasn't 2,000 years ago. His story is going through the ages. And he is, and, and, and you know, it was, it was down to the word of God that spoken to both Heather and Phil that brought this church into existence. And when they first started, we weren't part of the church at the time, but it was in Heather and Phil's front room. And I believe there were more children than there were adults. Is that right? <laughs> Chaos. But that's what, that's what revival's going to look like. So their message was tailored to be inclusive, to include the children in the message. And when we look at history back in Acts, that's what they did, wasn't it? That's what they did. I mean, Alistair and Karen both made reference to Acts 2. And in verses 43 to 47, it says, The community committed themselves to learning what the apostles taught them. Gathering for fellowship, breaking bread, we've done that today, and praying. It goes on to say there was an intense sense of togetherness. And as a result, there were many miracles. Many were added to their number, and they enjoyed the goodwill of all the people of the city. Wow. It's so important to be family, to be connected, to be inclusive. So all ages were included. It didn't matter what their sex, what their age. They were all there. This was the model of raising powerful people. Uh, Danny Silk uh, was recently at the European Leaders Advance. Unfortunately, we weren't there, but Phil um, purchased the, all the talks. And uh, Danny Silk put it so well uh, when he spoke to the group. And he said that we need to raise up powerful people. We need to raise mothers and fathers in our younger generation. It's vital that we know our identity as sons and daughters of God. That is key. We have to know our identity. But if we only raise sons and daughters, we will always be parents of children. Wow. That's quite profound, isn't it? We need to raise up mothers and fathers. And the vision of the lighthouse is to raise great leaders to raise a generation of mothers and fathers. God gave an instruction to the Levites in Numbers 8, uh, which reflects his desire to see the young generation take leadership roles. Okay? So it's not just the lighthouse idea. It's not Bethel's idea. It's God's idea. Okay? 
The Levites were commissioned to work in the temple as priests at the age of 25. And they retired at 50. Whoa. So going by this, the majority of the leadership team are past their sell-by date. <laughs> yep. And you know what? King, Tav- King David took it a step further. And he actually reduced the age from 25 to 20. So who here is between the age of 20 and 50? Come on, Raina. Come on, Lauren. Put up your hands. Okay. (laughs) So these guys, these guys, we commission you to be great leaders. It's your time. It's your time. Those of us at 50 plus, we should be here to, um, to assist. Because the over 50s in the temple, they weren't kicked out. But they served uh, as assistants or in an advisory role. So it's not that you're done. But it's that it's the baton is being passed on. And that we are forever raising people up. So we know that Phil and Heather have a passion to raise up young leaders uh, because we're blessed to have a number in our leadership teams and running groups and ministries. And it's our passion, Tim and me, it's our passion to raise up powerful people who know their identity in Christ, to operate in all their gifts and to walk in the God-ordained destiny that the youngest of our church family have. We have to start young. Do you know that a child's core values are in place by the age of seven? So whatever they learn up to the age of seven, that's their, that's their foundation. They will go through the rest of their lives with, that foundation, with those foundational beliefs. Now, if those are the wrong foundational beliefs, you have to unteach, unlearn to relearn kingdom culture. We don't want people having to go through that hassle. We want to make redundant the sozos and the prayer ministry for those in the church family. That's great for people coming in, for, for, um, you know, for people outside as an outreach. But we want to raise powerful people. And I say that it's our passion as well to help raise up. You know, it's not our responsibility to be doing all the teaching. The primary teachers are parents. This is where it needs to start. As uh, kids workers here, it's our role to encourage to give kids a safe space to try out the gifts. It's, you know... (sighs) See, I I, I don't... As Tim said, I don't want to come across as, as being aggressive. But, you know, it breaks my heart when we have kids who aren't actually being activated at home too. 
that's where it begins. That's where the nurture, that's where the encouragement, that's where the teaching, that's where, you know, just the creativeness should start. And it's up to us to release those kids, you know, to empower them and to release them. Uh, a little while ago, um, we had a cafe church where it was the kids who did everything. I don't know how many of you were here at that, that meeting, but you know what? That was a powerful word that Jonathan brought, you know? I think, I think that could have come from any adult as well. So let's not dumb down what the kids are learning and what the kids are doing because they, ha they don't have the baggage that we've got, you know? And also I wanted to talk about the language that we use in church because quite often that is the stumbling point for our kids. You know, if we say to a child, did you hear from God? Well, the answer is most likely going to be no, because they take things literally. And you've given them a way out, okay? You've said, did you? You haven't said, what did you? Okay, the other thing is you said here. Kids are literal. They'll think that you meant an audible voice. Okay? But we know that that's not how God communicates with us. I wonder, okay, so how does God communicate with some of you? Tell me. How does God communicate with you? Pictures, dreams, senses. That's right, that's right, that's it. God uses all of our senses, doesn't he? He's given us uh, multiple senses, and he will use them. It's what makes us tick, and he, he will speak to what makes us tick. Uh, Tim, he always sees things in cartoons. I mean, that says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> He's always a young boy at heart. Okay, so, so the language that we use in the kids' work is chat and catch. We want to show that kids, um, they, have that, they have that freedom to chat to God like you would chat to your mum and dad or your brother and sister or your best friend. So chat. And if they want a response, then we don't ask them what they hear. Because, you know, I've been in many a conversation when the person in front of me hasn't said a word but I know exactly what they're saying by their body language. You know, so let's use the phrase catch. And let's expect more. Uh, little Lexi, bless her heart. You know, we, ha we had a, a meeting a little while ago. And I, and I said, and we said to Lexi, we just said to all the kids, okay, we want you to ask God, to chat to God, and ask him to show you a word of knowledge, you know, show you something for somebody in the main, s in, in the adult service. Okay, so I said to Lexi, so what did you catch? And she said, nothing. It's like, oh. Now, I know God speaks all the time. So I thought, well, let's try this again. So I said, Lexi, I want you to ask Daddy God if there is somebody or something in the service that he wants to do. I said, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. 
I think it was it arm or hand? I, hand, I think it was. It was hand. So I, well done, that's brilliant. So the word comes into the main service and somebody was healed. Yeah, I think that was you, wasn't it, Martin? Somebody was healed. We raise our expectations. You know, the kids, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The kids have all the gifts. They have access to them. All we, uh, all we need to do is encourage them in it. So I have a question for you. So what would you teach the younger version of yourself? What's one thing that you would teach them today? If you could, if you could see yourself as a child, what would you teach them today? that maybe you didn't know then? I need some answers. God loves me all the time. Dependence on the Holy Spirit. Love, that they have a value. God is good. I can pray for healing. Pray to God. I can pray to God all the time. How many times in this past nine weeks I think it was if I reached the hospital and go Lord please can I have a parking space <laughs> and he answers every single time yes amazing yeah sorry I've, I'm jumping all over the place can you just bear with me for two seconds okay Yeah. So going back to, to this, you know, it says the Sunday kids and youth that, you know, that I lead that. But that's not just me. You know, I've got an amazing team. And I was really fortunate to have Rachel Purser actually come to me and say, do you know what? I want to work with those little ones. I want them to know who they are. I want them to know their identity. I want them to know that God is good. I want them to know that they are special, that they are powerful people. And if you take a little look in that room over there, it speaks it. And I think, Be Bev, was it you who walked into that room one day and you actually physically felt the presence of God in that room, didn't you? Because she has created a kingdom culture in that room. She's made it easy for us, because we're the primary leaders. She's made it easy for us because she has given those children, those little tots, a foundation of knowing their identity. Knowing that God is good all the time. That knowing that they are precious, that they are special. So she is cementing the core values, which I'm hoping parents are already teaching. So the primary school, the primary age um, leaders, we just build on what Rachel's done. She makes it easy for us. And we just encourage them to practice their gifts and catch what God wants to share week to week. And then we have... We are really fortunate to have an amazing youth team as well. Because that's the age that sometimes we can lose them. So we need to carry on instilling in them 
how precious they are. Uh, when Ben first started um, going into the youth, he said to me, Mum, the kids need to know their identity. They need to know how powerful they are. They need to know. And I go, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So I think the first time he went in there and he was asking the kids about their identity, wasn't he? And they were all saying they knew who they were. They were giving him the answers. And he came to me afterwards and he goes, Mum, they know it already. All inside of me wanted to go, told you so. But it's, you know, he needed to see for himself that they've already got it. And that's thanks to the team below and to Bev and to, as we had, Pete and Alice. Now, Pete and Alice have um, gone to pastures new. But we were really fortunate to have two gifted people, Alice and Pete, who love to unpack the word and share it. And then to compliment them, Ben and Bev... They love to bring it into today to make it, uh, you know, the life application part of it. And, of course, now that we've lost um, Pete and Alice, the amazing Phil Reed and Jake Wood are going to step in and fill the gap for a while. Now, isn't that wonderful that... Our senior leaders are showing the youth how important that they are, that the senior leader would come and share with them. Yeah, so, you know, we are truly blessed. And then we have the amazing Rich Wood, who is leaving us. Mm. Now, Rich has done an awesome job in... um, starting an after-school club, running a holiday club, bailing Tim and I out from Surge. Uh, uh, Rich has been running it with um, John and Sally and Tim. Um, uh, But, of course, he's moving on. And we have no one to fill his boots at the moment. So if you have a passion for outreach for seeing, you know, revival hit our young people, then please come and have a chat to us. Now, I don't want this to be a recruitment drive, but however, yes. I think, I think it happens in churches throughout history and all areas. It seems that children's work is often seen as a babysitting service. And if you are involved in the children's work, you are missing out because you're not hearing the, ma- the speaker in the adult service. But I want to encourage you. If you belong to this family and you want to see mothers and fathers being raised up in this family... And just consider that, you know, once a month, can you sacrifice to go out and to share with the young people? Each of you have got gifts. You know, don't look at what I do. Look at your own gifts that you can share with the youngsters. Because you have, you have gifts that I don't have. I'm never going to have. 
And all those gifts are valuable. So yeah, we are in desperate need of kids' workers, both in outreach and in church. Since my dad has, um, you know, he's got terminal cancer. He's on palliative care at the moment. And Tim and I have often done a lot of these jobs ourselves. We just do it. It's what we do. But in this time, I've realized I can't. We can't. You know, my dad needs us. So it is a plea. But if you want, if you want a powerful family, if you want to raise mothers and fathers, maybe it's time to step up. Phil and uh, Jake have stepped up. You know, Seth Dahl says, you can't be promoted out of kids' work. That is the most important area there is. Because if you've got it right with them, the rest is easy. So, yeah. And, okay, include... Sorry, I've talked a lot about kids' work. But, you know, included in the family is the adults, too. You know, and we're really fortunate to have Paula and, and Julie who do some really great events with uh, the ladies. I mean, we've had some fun dancing sessions down here with no men around, so we can do what we like. <laughs> and then yesterday, they all went on an amazing trip to London, and some went round Buckingham Palace. You know, they were princesses yesterday. <laughs> they were in the palace. Uh, oh, yes, oh, yes, but for th physically... They were in the palace yesterday. Yeah, and Al, you know, with the men's events that he runs, you know, it's hard work doing the men's breakfast. Tim left the house at half six on Saturday mor yesterday morning to come and help prepare the men's breakfast. Al, Al was here before him. You know, they are dedicated. They are dedicated to create family. So, sorry, Tim, I haven't left you much space. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to shut off now and leave it to my husband. I want to get up here and just go, Amen. <laughs> so, you've heard how passionate we are about kids. So, I just want to share, like, a few nuts and bolts or um, super glue and duct tape, in our case, <laughs> however you want to look at it. So, um, so yeah, let's start. So let's let's go Little Lights. So Little Lights is a mums and tots, originally started by Lisa Francis. And once her kids had grown up and started all going to school, Jen Thomas stepped in. Now, first controversial thing is. I don't like kids. We don't believe you. I love kids. <laughs> and I love doing little lights. So in initially, I was coerced into doing it. I was bullied. Can you imagine it? My missus bullied me. So a dad started turning up, and Debs went, it'd be really great if there was another man in the building. I'm thinking, oh, no, all these little kids, have I really got to? So I turned up. It was blooming hard work. Because it's like there's strangers there. And I'm no good with strangers. 
Honest, Karen. <laughs> but over the course of time, you get to know people, you get to know the mums. More importantly, you get to know the kids. Okay, so I'm going there for the kids. And it's nice to talk to the grown-ups as well. But my passion, it's right from the word go. So we've seen, we see little babies turn up. So we had a, a six-week-old baby turn up on um, this Thursday. And at the uh, just before the summer break, we've had the older ones and now going to school. So you see this process. And I'm... I love that process. I love that process of kids coming in the building and it's like, who's a trained guy with a beard? And I slowly wear these kids down. <laughs> and they finally get me. You know, that Debs, Debs will say, you are so rude to those kids. And I may well be rude at times. But eventually they get me. And it's like, when I'm trying to be rude to them, they are just as rude back to me. And there's that point where you think, that's lovely. They finally got me. So a different type of rudeness we get at Surge. <laughs> so Surge is Monday nights um, with Rich, Sally, John, me, and Debs periodically. Um, basically, it's the vast majority are not church kids. They're kids from the village. This is, this is ran from Litchit. And I feel that basically the foundation of Surge was laid by Waves and Elevate. So there's guys in the church sat with you now who were involved with that. So they were like the foundation. Surge is like a brick on top of that. So we get kids from the age of whatever 7 to 11 is in feet and inches, okay? Okay, we get some characters. I'm told I have to love them all, which I do. But some of them, they're going to challenge you. And if you're upset by the F word, don't turn up. Because you're going to hear it. And sometimes it may even be directed at you. But the thing is with us, we don't know the, back, the background story. We get a rough idea with some of the kids, and with some of the kids, I have a real good idea of what family life is like. And it can be disjointed. It can be chaotic. It can be nothing like what Debs and myself have experienced. And it's like stuff you think, <coughs> if that's a way of releasing steam, carry on. I'm going to pick you up on it. Every time I hear it, I'm going to go, pardon? And if I'm fortunate, I'll get a, sorry, Tim. And then 10 seconds later, you hear it again. And I'll still say, pardon, again. But as was said on Thursday, so we get, there's two girls there whose family life is horrendous. Deaths of parents in the house in one and chaotic mum-dad relationships in the other. And you do that crazy thing where you go, how's your day been? And sometimes they'll tell you. 
and sometimes you think, A, I wish I asked. B, how can I, how can I encourage them? You know, with all the rubbish that's going on, how can I speak into that and bring some hope? And then they encourage you by saying things like, you know what, we love coming here. And I'm thinking, but I'm rude to you all the time. And they go, we love it. Because <laughs> they get me. So yes, not a recruit and drive at all. But, but <laughs> if you are robust and passionate, come and see either of us. Ladies events. Man, I love doing ladies events. <laughs> no, really, I love... So we've had ladies events here where Debs will go, I'm going to have a ladies event. And in my heart I go, oh, great, because I know what the prep's like. We'll have like 10, 15 different crafts going on here. And the preparation is phenomenal. And then I'll go to lovely people like Stubbsy or Simon. And I'll go, I'm looking for some volunteers to help in the kitchen. Only thing is, there's a dress code. And some people go, oh, right, great. I want white shirts. I want a bow tie. I want black trousers. <laughs> and hopefully I get that. Because you get these ladies come in the building. You want to love on these ladies, don't we, Ruth? Yeah. We want these ladies to feel special. We want to cook food for them. And not have them doing the washing up or the wiping up. Hallelujah. We want ladies to we fun. want ladies to come in <laughs> and for us to say, Do you want tea or coffee? Black or white? Sugar. Basically, loving on ladies. With my missus in the same room. So she knows I'm being appropriate. Okay. <laughs> Men's events. Yeah, so we we do the men's brekkie. If you missed it Saturday, hard luck. It was great. There was loads of food, more than we could eat, which is always a bonus. We did our best. There is only so much protein even I can take on board. So we, again there, it's, it's like guys in a situation where they can probably share sensitive stuff. You know, we can open up, we can talk about women, kids, and not be judged. And just, we have guest speakers come in, and sometimes they might be given a subject, sometimes it's just speak from the heart. Sometimes, we've even gone down to Langton Travers and had barbecue breakfast down on the clifftop. We don't care. And so, like, here we go. Lunch club, knit and natter. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Crochet and cake. Who'd have thought you'd have heard those words out of my mouth? <laughs> so after little lights, so little lights will finish half 11. half 11. Mums and tots that are going, go. Those that aren't have brought a lunch, set some tables out, and they'll do that. They'll knit and they'll natter and they'll crochet and they'll what do cake. Do and there's loads of little kids all over the place. 
And it's like, right, who's looking after them? Oh, that'd be me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Get a big pile of cushions over here. Get the books out. Up to the point where that's it. We've had enough of the cushions and the bloke reading the story. Now we're going to run riot in the room. <laughs> the saving grace is this too will end. There is a point where we flick the lights and go, it really is time to go home. Come on, gather up your kids and go. But there's a relational thing going on. We've had mums who bring in their little tots and then these tots grow up and then mum brings the next one up. And there's this process, this loveliness of continuity, for want of a better word, that can even flip over to, hang on, now my missus has said, we're going to take a group of families to BA. Whoa. I'm like, so I'm going away with this lot for five days, am I? And it's like, yeah, you'll love it. Oh, man. So I'm awesome. I'm amazing. Do you know what? I do a great job. But that's what I get told. I don't feel that a lot of the time. A lot of the time, like Debs says, it's like, well, it's what we do. It's, and that's not a, you know, they're Maplins, they're amazing. You ask them and they'll do anything. I don't mean that. Because some of the time I'm going, yes. But every cell of my body is going, am I the only bloke in the building? <laughs> and sometimes Debs go, yes, you are. Get on with it. <laughs> so we go to BA. And we basically split the week into two halves. We'll do Monday to Wednesday dinner time, and then we'll do Wednesday dinner time to Friday. So those who don't know what BA is, Debs will say, it's a wooden shack on Dartmoor. Well, it is not, thank you very much. It has had serious upgrades on Sweet Lou's. Flat walk out to the back garden now. Yes, plenty of hot running water. None of this, if you're in the shower, you've got two and a half minutes, and I'm timing you. But it's, so this is awesome location, actually on Dartmoor, where we've, over the years, we've taken kids, we've taken youth, we've taken youth, and there's stories I can't share in this. No, okay. If any questions, ask later. I will willingly share, as long as you don't repeat them. I will deny it. Okay, so we take families down there. And so, again, it's that situation of we want to take families away. We want to love on them. So what we'll do, we have the amazing Bessons come with us. They are awesome. They do the outside activities. We do the catering. So the idea is you've got young kids. You turn up, you haven't, A, got to think about what we're going to eat. You haven't got to think about who's going to cook that. Who's going to wash up afterwards. Basically, it's a time of these families turn up and just be family. Just spend time, to quality time together as a family, but also meeting other families. So it's quite a few families from Little Lights. Over the years, we've done quite, you know, Little Lights families. But then we've also drawn on church family. 
like the amazing besters, they turned up this time. All the woods, they turned up. All these names, these are guys you really need to get to know. Rub up against. They're lovely. And same with the newcomers. I'm no good with strangers. I'm okay if I've met you a couple of times. And it's like, I'm rubbish with names. But if I see you in 50 years, Malcolm, I'll know. <laughs> I'll know I've seen you somewhere before. But I won't remember your name, okay? <laughs> but with newcomers, it's, I think it's that thing of learning the story. Learning the history, like Deb said. Learning the, how come we're here? How come these guys are in charge? You know, what has God, what has God put on them, put on their hearts? And yeah, totally what Debs has said. You know, it's like, uh, your God's mine. I'm going where you're going. Um, you know, in crazy moments, I sort of think, well, if I wasn't going to the lighthouse, where would I go? More importantly, you would have me. <laughs> but it's like, I love the freedom of the lighthouse. I love the fact there's no rules in the lighthouse. But there's awesome responsibility. Before we all go, I can get away with anything. Okay. So just when we came here, the lighthouse was so different. After where we'd come from, which was quite a controlling environment, to come here where there's this amazing freedom. And I love the fact that you could go to Phil and Heather and you could go, I've got this idea. I wonder if I could. They'll go run with it. See where you go with it. See what comes out of it. See what fruit is produced from it. Um, pit stop. We love pit stop, don't we, Paula? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so pit stop once a month down at the youth hut. Lovely in the summer, freezing in the winter. And basically, again, that's loving on families, both church families and non-church families within uh, Litchit. And sometimes we'll have 15 people. Another time we've had... 50 plus once, didn't we? That was a scary week. We thought the sausages and bacon might run out. <laughs> so again there, it, it's... So, youth hut, there's no preach as such. We'll play Christian music. We've, we've got regulars. We have new people come. Come in the building. We'll give you a sausage, egg, bacon, roll, or any combination thereof, or the vegetarian option, if that is what you want. And uh, just, a, uh, again, a building relationships with people, getting to know people over a, a period of time, being able to pray with people, being able to pray with non-Christians, being able to have the amazing Jake Wood in there and Stubbsy giving prophetic words to non-Christians. How crazy is that? But how amazing is that, that people are up for it? People are receptive to it. People, It's like this thing of, well, what's going on here? You know, I'm, I'm watching, I'm seeing, and then you go, how about you, would you like? And it's like, oh, go on then. Mm -hmm. And just the way that God 
is God honors that. God honors the fact that you've crossed the chicken line and honors the fact that this person gone, I quite like the idea of that. Let's see. And honors that in the fact that he gives concise, precise, amazing insight for these people. So, in rounding up, I will hand over to my wonderful wife. <laughs> okay, so, thanks, Tim. As Tim was talking about um, sort of little lights, you know, we, we've one family that we've actually journeyed with for a long time. And, um, and the good news is that on the uh, next cafe church, um, that they are going to bring their kids because they'd like to dedicate their kids. You know, they still don't come to church, but do you know what? They want to dedicate their children to give thanks for them and to, and to dedicate them to the Lord. So there is great fruit from it. You know, Little Lights, uh, Lisa's, Lisa's brainchild was uh, it's absolutely amazing because from that has come things like Bake and Make and, and um, Marvelous Mums and, and all these other groups to, c to create family. So in closing, I just want to say that children are like arrows. Oh, can you put up that psal the psalm? Yeah, the psalm one. No, keep going. There. Okay. So like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in, in court. Kids are powerful weapons, not only in the hands of parents, but in the hands of the church. It's like they're dynamite, you know? They can cause explosions. Kids could go into areas that we could never, ever dream of going. You know, they can approach people in a way that we can't. They are dynamite. So please, please join with us. Even if you don't come and join the, the, the team, encourage, pray for our kids, love on them, love on the whole family because that's who we are. And if you would like to help the amazing Rich Wood in the Holiday Club, I am going to pass this around. He needs seven more volunteers to assist. You won't be running a station. You will be assisting, okay? So the pressure's taken off. Thank you, guys. Thank you for putting up with us. I would like to just take a moment to invite you to honour Tim and Debs for what they've done. Would you like to stand for a second? It's really, really important to our Father in Heaven. And we just want to bless you, Tim and Debs, for everything that you have done. And we pray that in this season where you are having kind of an forced <laughs> um, slight break from things. Father, that as Tim and Debs' church family, that we could stand up and step up to bring uh, support and aid and different ways 
different ways forward at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you like to take a seat? One last thing I'd like to say. This is our chance to show them that we love them. <laughs> um, is this, that there was, some, there was a theme running through nearly everything that Tim and partly what Debs said, which was like, oh, ouch, have I got to? <laughs> but then you saw the other half of it, the treasure, the blessing, the hope, the benefit of that. And that's what serving God feels like. There is an ooh, ouch. This is out of my comfort zone. This is uncomfortable. But then from that, something amazing gets released. So let's not be a family that only wants to stay in what we're comfortable with. If you and I, after this morning's talk, would think about if there is something that we could contribute that is out of our comfort zone, I know that there'll be huge blessings, that you will discover something joyous about yourself and you will see something happen for the kingdom of God that wouldn't happen otherwise. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Well, I want to also thank everybody for all that they did yesterday for the Holton Heath Fair, um, because that's a, another um, way that people have been serving and helping as well. So thank you to all those who made cakes yesterday. Thank you to all those that were there from 10 o'clock until 5 o'clock last night. So thank you so much, and we really, really value you. So thank you, and it was a great day. There are some more cakes at the back there. We had so many cakes <laughs> that we've got some over. So if you would like to help yourself to some cakes and put in a little donation for the um, mission trip that's going to Uganda in two weeks' time, they are going. So that would be wonderful if you could do that. That would be great. Um, and it would be lovely to see you at um, If My People today. Is there anything else? Just one thing quickly because I, I didn't want to miss it. Adrian felt a word um, from God for someone. And uh, I'm not going to say what it is now, but just as if you've got a situation at work, and I think it's a situation of some injustice, please go and see Adrian in a minute, and he will pray with you. So let, let's pray, shall we, before we go? Lord, thank you for family. Thank you that you've put us into individual families, but also thank you that you've brought us to this family. And we thank you, Lord, that as family, we appreciate each other, we love each other, and we are committed to each other. So thank you, Lord. And I want to thank you for all that Tim and Deb have shared with us this morning. And I pray, Lord, that we will ponder that in our hearts to mull it over and to see if you are saying things to us this morning. So thank you, Lord. Amen. Finally, <laughs> the Harvest Supper, Fish and Chip, Quiz Night, a lot of fun. It's the last chance to get a ticket today, okay, because we've got to get numbers in to the people. Vivi's got those tickets. If you'd like to come along, just go and see her. <laughs>